Want to make your own podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easy, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. Here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like I have an outlet for the creativity and ideas I want to share with the world. I recommend you give it a try. We all have a voice, so share it with the world. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. weaken a spirit that doesn't belong in us but it is in us and doing those practical things can weaken it and yet it's a christian and i know that's that's controversial i know but at least according to charles craft in his experience he's he estimated at least two-thirds of church populations have something spiritual they need to deal with She's in worship. She hears this loud snap, this like really loud breaking sound. And she says when she asked God, the Holy Spirit said to her, that was stronghold, you know, like this the stronghold of like control and just um, things that she had battled with. So I love hearing her talk about these this multi-layered liberation in following Christ. What the Freemasons do is they're mocking the scriptures. They do it constantly. Um, so World War II, they were saying the end of the world. World War I, they're saying the end of the world. What they're doing right now is they're mocking the scriptures so that most people, because um, you hear it already, we're in the tribulation. No, we're not in the tribulation. Massive chaos is going to happen. And then, uh, and then it's just going to be a massive collapse. A lot of death is going to happen because you've got to wake up everyone. The chaos has to come. It's order out of chaos. And then through that fear uh, is where the disclosure event comes to show them this is what has been going on. It's a lot of distractions, a lot of mixture in the church, uh, in the bride. And, and that should be a prayer that probably all of us should pray on a regular basis as we, we pray for for cleansing in our own, our own heart, that the bride would be purified because the church is not ready. The church is asleep. They're not ready for what's coming. What is it going to take to wake us up so that we're white, hot, holy, pure, longing for his return? Is it going to take persecution? Is it going to take this uh, being deceived and a great falling away? And then the numbers dwindle down to a remnant. Welcome to the Days of Noah podcast, where we talk all things biblical, supernatural, and strange. 
We have a special episode to bring you today. Rod Smith from the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast, along with Enoch from the Rundown of Our Reality on Rumble, have joined forces. Myself, Pete, and my brother Luke from the Days of Noah are teaming up with Rod and Enoch for, well, kind of a roundtable episode. And, you know, this one starts out with not much of an agenda, but as you will soon see, our collective minds and God's leading uh, brings about some really interesting conversation. So I think you're really going to enjoy this. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to our work on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your family and friends. And if you get value out of this work, if you find that you are being edified and you're enjoying these episodes each week, if you wouldn't mind considering giving a little bit back and click the listener support button in the description, even just a few dollars a month would help uh, to keep the quality of these episodes up and to continue our work in bringing on great guests and furthering our research into these important topics. So you can do that at the bottom of the description page. Just click that listener support link and you can choose anything from 99 cents a month up to uh, like 10 bucks a month, but it's up to you. So thanks again for your support and enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Millennial Mustard Seed. This is your host, Pete. And Luke. And we are running things tonight. Uh, Rod's MIA. I saw a van pull up. Um, I think Enoch was driving. He had like some sort of shirt with like a fist on it. It looked kind of scary. So, and the rest was like black combat boots and things. So, um, yeah, Luke and Pete here from um, the days of Noah, and we're gonna we're gonna rock your socks off. So right now we're just gonna get started with uh, um, some light banter. Um, Enoch, what do you got? Well, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, the side of the van said canoe builder. <laughs> Question marks are going through my head. I don't I don't so, know what that means. Is that well, gopher I've- wood? I've yeah, to go for what can you can can you? Uh, I've I've kidnapped uh, kidnapped Rod so he can help build my canoes. Let him out, rest Canadian. Enoch, get this thing off of my face! What is going on here, Luke? Why do you have my microphone, Pete? I gave it to. Why him. do you got my headset on? Well, it fit. Hey, you invited us over, so you know. Yeah, we just took over. I ate your we just pizza. Made ourselves at home, and you know, hit <sighs> record. Let's go. All right, pull me up a chair. I'm joining this. Could, this is crazy. Your computer is better than mine. <laughs> well, other than being kidnapped by Enoch and uh, being here with you guys, it's going okay. So, what's the plan? Since you guys totally just hijacked everything, what are we doing right now? Well, I know you like that word edify, and I like that word edify. So I think that Ooh. we should edify one another. And I like that you started it out with a prayer in all seriousness, because, you know, we want it to be uh, profitable. I mean, it's it's fun to, to hang out and chat, but yeah, 
we want to have uh, something to say. So I don't know what, uh, what do we want to say to get the ball rolling? I just want to say like, this is real time. I know that we started off with some humor here and we were winging it, uh, really just had an idea of what possibly we wanted to happen, but we wanted to make you guys laugh because I believe it's important. But in, in all seriousness, um, I was speaking with Enoch earlier and, um, you know, his, his father-in-law passed away. I believe it was late last night, Enoch, or was that early this morning? Yeah, it was late last night. Yeah. Late last night. And I know you were, it was kind of expected almost. Yeah. He had, he had Alzheimer's and, dementia. Um, and it's been about a week, you know, the low breathing. You could barely hear him speak. He was like this. So yeah, it yeah. was, wow. it, it was all expected. It was, it was all hands on deck with the nurses. So, and it was, and he was fading. So truly a blessing. Um, the, the sorrow is that he is gone, but understanding what he was going through, uh, the blessing is there. So, so yeah, yeah. that's, that's how I can be here today. Uh, not with my family. We were all expecting it. We all we got together, had our view, had the viewing at the funeral home, and did all that stuff today. And uh, yeah, and just ended up being being home and and ready to go uh, at, at this moment. So so yeah, it's a beautiful man. He was. Uh, he's the teacher. Uh, he's from the United States, Wenatchee, and uh, loved it here in Canada. Uh, and. Uh, he was a, because he was a teacher, he liked it in Canada because we pay our teachers about double what uh, what you guys uh, pay in the United States. So, wow. so yeah, he he came up in in uh, in the seventies, I believe it was, and and never looked back. Um, uh, just a very loving man. All all the nurses, you know, just uh, couldn't. Uh, he was he was the favorite basically. He, he went because because of the Alzheimer's. He wasn't quite sure where he was, and I just you, you know you giggle at this. And this is just his frame of mind. So we come and we'd visit him, and we'd visit. We were visiting him during supper, and he's like, "Oh, things are going really well." He'd say, and he's like, "Look at all of what I have," and he's you know it's. <laughs> It's like a retirement center. And he's like, look at all of what I have. You know, so, so yeah, he was, he was thankful. <laughs> you know, and so I got 300 employees. Yeah, know, <laughs> so it's, no, it's, no uh, vacancy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah he was, he was, we're yeah, all booked he was, up. He was a real character. He was a real, real character, a real loving man. So mm. anyway, mm, that's good. Yeah, it remember. just makes me think of where the, Bible talks about he God brings us to an expected end. Mm -hmm. That's just what comes to mind. And, and I wanted to bring that up because, you know, we're all real people. This is none, this is not a personality podcast, right? Like we're not fulfilling some role. Like we are who we are here. We're the same out in the real world. And you guys just get to see a little bit of order to the conversation because <laughs> <laughs> You know, we get together and we, we record and we come into agreement and have ideas in mind as podcasters. But, you know, what's really important that you guys keep us in prayer, each one of us here. I know, Luke, the last time I was on air, you got a call and I seen you on the video. <clears throat> you were driving, driving the truck with the lights on on the highway and you were like hand motioning and yelling. And I'm just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done while podcasting. <laughs> yeah. And watching. For, the, for the listeners, uh, it was a fire truck. Yeah. I was, uh, I'm a firefighter 
and we were recording on a on a weekend that I was working and uh yeah so <laughs> we just rolled with it I uh, I think I'm yeah it's hard to hard to tie in that obviously so I think I muted it at some point um but I brought my phone with me because we were facetiming and just kind of left it in the truck turned off the camera turned muted myself and then when the call was over, I think I turned it back on as I was driving back. So yeah, you guys got a glimpse of the me headed back to the station. So yeah, that, that was unique. Uh, um, it's cool. First time for me. <laughs> that was cool. That, that each person here, we all mean something now to each other. J- just in this few minutes we've spent together, and and Pete, will you lead the way with edification? I mean, this is something that goes under the radar. Um, and I believe in what you're saying in, in a day and age with all the chaos and confusion going on, I, I would like to be edified. So sign me up. Here I am. Yeah. Well, I tell you, um, we've been meeting, um, my wife and I, and, um, uh, four other ladies now. So we're, we're doing a kind of a home church thing and we're figuring that out, uh, one step at a time as I, Went through some material from um, Neil Cole and Frank Viola, not the baseball player, the other Frank Viola. Um, and yeah, just kind of learned like what the New Testament church was like and how kind of what we've added onto it the last 1700 years, basically since Constantine, has been a lot of man made stuff. And some of it, you know, good serves a purpose, you know, it's not like, it's not helpful. Um, but anyway, we're just trying to figure out what that looks like as a group. So, um, why do I bring that up? I guess just because each week we don't necessarily have a plan for what's going to happen. We definitely pray with one another. Um, kind of, yeah, edify and support one another, encourage one another. Um, Right now we're kind of in the, you know, you consider it like a gestation phase. We're getting to know one another and we're birthing something. And the whole idea is that we're we're all the priesthood of believers. And um, so we want uh, Christ to be the functional head of our meetings. And since all of us have a traditional church background, we around, we looks like, cause we're used to having, um, leaders, you know, kind of lead the way and all the chairs are pointed towards the stage and we're passive. So, um, but yeah, um, what I like about it is the way Neil Cole puts it is, um, and he has kind of a different model than Frank does, but it's similar is he wants to lower the bar of what it takes to do church, but he wants to raise the bar for what it means to be a disciple. And so the challenge is, is that as we're going through our week, we're thinking about what we're reading in the Bible, what we're praying about, what we sense God is working on us in what way. And we bring that and that's, you know, that's the sermon, you know, the five or 10 or 20 minutes that we share about our week and what we're learning. And, um, and in that way we can hopefully, you know, encourage and support one another. So I have, uh, 
a suggestion for you. Oh, if sounds you like. good. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, uh, a gentleman with a, um, a ministry for deliverance and his name is, uh, Stephen Harmon. And I, uh, and he gave, and he gave his, um, presentation on deliverance and it's 12 hours long. And he goes through basically from the beginning, cause he's been doing this for about 12 years, uh, from the be- and he's in his mid thirties, um, beginning, uh, so he goes into the beginning and, and then goes through and, and he's record, he has a recording of a deliverance that'll just have you in tears. Um, and, uh, so if you guys listen to that as a group, uh, you will grow, I, you will grow, uh, almost instantly, uh, the understanding that you'll get of the kingdom and of the, um, um, the spirit realm, um, of, of that dimension. Um, yeah. it, it really, it really opens your eyes. Like my, uh, my whole channel is on explaining this to people from a secular secular world if they're willing to open their eyes from a yeah. secular world i, I break that's, it all down for them that sounds amazing and it's interesting that you see this is god leading because mm. that mm. that was one of the other things i was going to bring up and i didn't even mention that word and here you are talking about it um so my wife and i i was driving home from work like a month or so ago and there's a billboard right on the interstate and it says got demons and the website is idinchrist.com mm. so i checked it out and it turns out it's a deliverance pastor the t- the next town over from where the t- the city that i live in nice. so like 10 minutes away from there and yeah so we've had a few um zoom sessions with him and uh as a couple we did two and then we're going to do um, individual to kind of talk about like our things that we haven't brought up. And then, uh, and then, yeah, we're going to schedule like a, probably a three hour in person. Um, but it's interesting you bring that up, man, because, uh, some, like some of the books he recommended, he recommended, um, Neil Anderson, victory over darkness and, uh, Charles craft, um, defeating dark angels. And that one is fantastic. It, I mean, there's so many practical examples of what he's done with people and talking about the difference between inner healing and deliverance and how, I mean, they had examples of like a pastor, you know, and I forget the exact story um, details, but it was basically how come this, this was easy to deal with the demons that I had. And the answer was, well, because you, you had weakened it by your uh, time with the Lord each day, your Bible reading, your prayer. So just think of that. Like, <laughs> we can weaken a spirit that doesn't belong in us, but it is in us. And doing those practical things can weaken it. And yet, it's a Christian. And I know that's that's controversial, I know. But at least according to Charles Kraft and his experience, he's, he estimated at least two-thirds of church populations have something spiritual they need to deal with. And, um, and, and Luke, you, re- you remember that was uh, 
Dr. Laura's uh, testimony was was taking a class from him and getting getting healed. Well, that was the same individual. Yeah, Charles Kraft. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a awesome testimony. Yeah, she um she had like uh, an issue with her wrist or something like that. I think she raised her hand in a in a you know an auditorium of like five hundred. And in the middle of all that, he's like, what happened to your arm? And he he prays for her and it gets healed. And then later she has a deliverance and there's a spirit of fear that she had from um, that got in her when she was a child. She was living in like a, a big city with a lot of crime and, and she was just terrified all the time. So it wasn't even like, you know, what we might think of like, oh, you got into the occult. So obviously, you know, you you know, something tagged along, you know, she, she wasn't willing to get something, but she did. And that got taken care of. She also had a heart murmur that, uh, was confirmed over and over at different doctor's appointments that all of a sudden was gone. So real life healing. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. I think one of my favorite things with Dr. Laura, uh, she shared on, on an episode I listened to it's on it's it, the name of the show is a mouthful. It's like, um, the, the millennial mustard seed or something of that sort. But she talks <laughs> about, show. you know what? You're the only person who said that. And like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. I heard there's, uh, you know, some new people that are giving a direction. So hopefully uh, it gets better. Uh, Pete and, and Luke and Enoch, I think are, involved but. no I'm, I'm ready to turn over the reins um rodney <laughs> isn't it rodney yeah why, why don't you why don't you run with it i've got me and luke have our own show i think enoch does too so you go ahead and, and well if enoch would in. just untie me and let me out of the van uh i would be able to continue to run the okay. podcast here use so. you know use my the, knife here. here wait a minute wait a minute i need to bring up the donuts first so he doesn't attack me Okay. Well, okay. Oh, uh, put him on the microphone while he's tied up. You know, it was. Yeah. He probably throw him a bone for help. <laughs> he must do this quite often because there's a cutout in the side of the van, and it says, "Put the microphone through here." There's so also he must, a little like a little basket where he keeps the candy. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just. I'm just glad you didn't say lotion. <laughs> <laughs> puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> all right, all right. Say it. Don't spray it, brother. <laughs> I think I think the van just Joe, took a left turn. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, um, so with Dr. Laura, okay, she talks about she's in worship, and there's she hears this loud snap, this like really loud breaking sound. <clears throat> she says when she asked God, the Holy Spirit said to her, that was strongholds you know like this the stronghold of like control and just um things that she had battled with so i love hearing her talk about these this multi-layered um liberation in following christ and i think there's something too with deliverance i i don't know much about it i know i've experienced it i know i've participated in helping deliver others and it typically comes strictly through faith uh for what i experienced and it's a process I think it comes almost in like like sections, almost in segments, it feels like. But yeah, she has a, a really powerful story. And, and that's why it's important that we tell each other's stories, right? Like we, we 
we stand up and say, Hey, this is who I was. This is what God is doing in my life. And the blood of the lamb covers me until this testimony is finished. And I think there's a lot of power in that. I think there's edification in that. I think there's encouragement in that. Um, Pete, I think you said it to me when you had me on uh, for that exclusive interview, kind of about my testimony. You said, we know our own testimony and it's kind of like mundane to us, but somebody else may hear that and just go, wow, that was really cool. That was really powerful. That's right. So definitely conversation is resonating with me right now. Well, one of the one of the things that because uh, you had mentioned uh, uh, a group, right? You're you're doing this as a group, and uh, and when you go through his recording as he goes through the through each segment, it's I think it's eight segments. They're about an hour, hour and a half long. But okay. uh, one of the things that he suggests is, guys, if you're in a group, just start healing yourselves, mm-hmm. right? So do deliverance on yourselves, practice on yourselves. And he explains what what he went through when uh, when um, when doing it, and pretty soon they're controlling the demons in their body. They're not getting them out yet, right? But you know, okay. I'm I'm trying to remember. Um, I'm so I may have the body parts wrong, but just as an example, um, it's like uh, it's in the shoulder now. Move to my wrist, right, or move to my elbow, and all of a sudden the pain went down to the elbow. Or down oh, to the wow. wrist, and then it went back up. So yeah, he's like, okay, so no, 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 don't, don't deliver me yet. Let's learn from this, right? <laughs> so they're experimenting wow. on on how to how to command these things, and uh, yeah, it was just like it's guys, it's it's yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, so and and I I also gave the link here uh, to Rod so he can post it for people to download. It's 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 uh, all. I put a playlist in there and uh, so you just have to download it and you install the playlist and boom, it's all set up for you and you're wow, ready to go. That sounds so, great. Yeah. Anyway, I'll stop talking about that because it, yeah, it's great. No, it sound, that sounds awesome, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, th- this guy's um, in the town next to the town I work in. His name is Derek. And um, yeah, we, we've gotten to know him a little bit and, and uh, I'm excited I've been looking for something face to face uh, for years and just never been able to. And then this billboard pops up. <laughs> so, yeah. Providence. That's for sure. God's timing. Well, and there, there's something about when God is using multiple different ways to communicate with you, right? Like sometimes it's not uh, like the lightning bolt above the house cracks and then you get this full download right in the cloud is like, Oh, like sometimes it is just, you start to see things show up. And I think we have to be diligent on walking in a way that, uh, what does it say in the word? We pray that we may be found worthy to overcome. Right. Mm. And it's like, well, that that's a pretty tight saying, right? Like most people, they sling a couple Bible verses. They say, Oh, I'm a Christian. Cause now it's almost cool. And like, you know, music and all and stuff to be like the rebel is to, to rebel against the rage against the machine is to actually be a Christian now. So mm-hmm. I see a lot of people getting on because it's cool, but, but God is more worried about our secret relationship with him, yeah. our level of communication with him, how much we're fearing him, how much we are walking with him, regardless of what it looks like on the outside. It can look foolish. It can look crazy. What, what does the scripture say? 
if I am beside myself, if I'm out of my mind, it is for Christ, the Apostle Paul reminds us. And David shows us how worthy God's presence is to even tap into it for a second is to disrobe of anything in the way and to empty yourself before him. So it's just interesting that, you know, we, we live in this culture right now where there's overcomplication, right? There's pick a side, there's this, there's that. It's just chaos, a million messages and signals. But, but Christ is really wondering, do you see what I've set before you. Did you not know that they minister to all who shall inherit eternity? Do we see the signs? Just thoughts I'm throwing out there that are um, recycling through my mind this evening. The uh, you were mentioning that you know the you know the people turning to um, uh, Christianity kind of as a fad. Well, that's that's also being pushed by that whole Q movement, right? They're all saying, you know, uh, in God, and Q movement is is just the white square Freemasonry um, uh, exposing the black square Freemason Freemasonry uh, uh, because in about a year that's where the great walking away, like it's all one massive setup. We see all these um, uh, Christian movies coming out right now and and this other one that's with with the sorry it's not funny as in what what's going on it's just it's the timing like once you once you see it you, you can't unsee it with the the kids in or the children you know that have been kidnapped um what's his yeah. name um who played jesus in yeah in Mel we're Gibson. going to see that sound of freedom the sound Jim of freedom Kazeebel? yes yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. So that that mm-hmm. this is also it's all it's all being released all at specific times to show people you know what's what's to come because in about a year from now is the great the great deception will be in full force uh, with mm. with the uh, revealing of uh, disclosure. Right. The dis- the disclosure event is the great deception in full force, and then the great falling away comes right after that, because people will feel foolish, you know, that they believe in it. Cause the, again, if you believe in aliens, like, ha- like most of the world does today, the, the great falling away is, is right there. So can you unpack that Enoch? I have not, uh, visited your rumble channel channel enough to, uh, to kind of track with you on that timeline. How dare you? Um, all I right, know. sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's basically I, I, sure me. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you that it's coming. I just kind of shocked that you gave a timeline, uh, Mr. Prophet. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting, hey, he's got the right name, Luke. So I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah right, <laughs> right. No, no, I'm, I'm giving a date, not because of prophecy. I'm giving a date because what the Freemasons do is they're mocking the scriptures. They do it constantly. Um, so World War II, they were saying the end of the world. World War One, they're saying the end of the world. And that's because what, what happens is something particular happens. And, and then you have these Freemasons who are, um, um, who say that they're, that they're uh, reverends or uh, priests or, or of that ilk. And then they make, they make their predictions because you keep hearing, well, we keep hearing that it's the end, but then we, everything just keeps rolling along. Right. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so what they're doing right now is they're mocking the scriptures so that most people 
um, because you hear it already. We're in the tribulation. No, we're not in the tribulation. If you can order a pizza by pressing a button on your phone, you are not in the tribulation. (laughs) So, um, so basically in 2020, uh, Jared Kushner was in the Middle East signing the peace deal, September 2020. And so three and a half years after that, right, because they're all part of that whole Q Asai up. They're all, you know, they're all in in on that uh, that side of the family, the white square Freemasons. So there's they're um, they're participating in that. And so once once that expires, disclosure comes. So massive chaos is going to happen. Um, I think it's going to I the collapse I believe is it's going to start July first, and then uh, and then it's just going to be a massive collapse. A lot of death is going to happen within within this year because you've got to wake up everyone. The chaos has to come. It's order out of chaos, and then through that fear uh, is where the disclosure event comes to show them this is what has been going on, and it's this big galactic federation. Oh, like I just throwing all this out so quickly. I know yeah. how I sound. Just so everybody is clear, <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay, man. We've, I think, each of one of us has gone down enough rabbit trails to know that when we start, yeah, when we kind of sum up something like that in three minutes, mm. um, we we know why we can say that with assertion. So you're saying this um, chaos is starting in a, in a week here, yeah, and then and then leads to next year, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, the, basically when I say the, the word Freemason, right, I'm not just saying those guys in the lodge, all of the occult, for example, and anything of, of that ilk is Freemasonry. Freemasonry is antediluvian, um, ideology, uh, which came, which came from the pillars of Lamech or, or you could also say the, the pillars of evil Enoch, son of Cain. And um, the sacred sciences is that yeah, and the seven sacred sciences. Gary, Gary Wayne, Gary Wayne calls it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the the but that that is what Freemasonry is, and, and so they're going to try to try to ex, expose free the evil um, that has been going, absolutely has been going on, um, and uh, and say that we have saved it. That's the peace and safety, peace and safety. We have we have gotten rid of of the evil, but those are the. Um, mundanes right all of these guys joining those lodges and doing all this if you know their name those are the mundane freemasons mm. the ones who have joined the butt bloodlines doing their bidding uh those are the ones who are all going to be executed in the psyop and then um the 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 white square freemasons take over and that's what happens right the white square freemasons take over over history right Th- that's the each reset is a it's just a pattern that happens over and over and over again. So what happened after the last reset? Well, then there was prosper, prosperous, you know, they got the, the, the fifth, after the fours, we got the fifties with massive prosper, prosper. And then the, the black square Freemason slowly plan again and take over and slowly take over and bring to bring down, to bring down um, the, the white square organization. And this is all by design. It's it's a it's a partnership. That's the yin and the yang in in the occult uh, in the in the the occult world, or the aurora boris with a snake eating its tail. Enoch, I got a question for you. Uh, are you familiar with Russ Dizdar 
and uh, yeah. the Black Awakening. Uh, I am familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah, I think I have it all cool. downloaded, and, and it's available. You can download all of his stuff um, on his website. But I I took a lot of it and downloaded it just in case, and made it all available. It took me like days um, uh, to organize it. But it, just an insight. If anybody wants it, it's it's in my Telegram channel. Link in the description of my videos. Go ahead. No, that's excellent. Uh, thank you for for plugging that. Um, so obviously you're trying to take it off the internet and have it basically archived. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, but what you're describing, the chaos is what I was taught through Russ and some of his associates that um, have been ministering with him. Um, so no, that's, that's, that's all I had to say on it. Yeah. Honestly, was uh, th- your, your thinking is not unique. It's no. been, it's been confirmed by other individuals that there is a chaos that is coming. That yeah. um, it's and, a pattern, uh, right? It's not just coming. It right. it is continuous, and it's by the it's a Freemason organized uh, pattern. So if you understand the pattern, if you can see the pattern, then it's it's easy to spot each and every time. And then you know, uh, if you understand mm. their tricks, like the well, Hegelian me, dialectic and all that, you can right you can figure out what's going on. Go ahead, Rod. Well, let me drop this in here real quick, just to build into this conversation. God doesn't do anything without letting the prophets know, right? Mm -hmm. And since the devil mimics what God does, since we know that the enemy has to strategically set himself up and try to operate within the boundaries of what God says is acceptable and mimic what, what God is doing, how did the ancient Israelite perceive prophecy, right? Different than the Greeks, the Gre- the Greeks or, or, you know, plug in who, any, any Gentile group, uh, how they would perceive prophecy. And this is coming from the ancient context, from what I've looked into, who many have walked very tall before my time that have been able to kind of jot along on their shoulders and learn about this stuff without having to do too much of the footwork. But the ancient Israelites would have seen prophecy as a repetition of things, mm-hmm. a different season, right? Different names, different faces, but, but a repeating process, right? Like, like God would do one thing and he would reaffirm it, reiterate it, and even um, continue to do that just on different timelines almost. Now we don't te- technically see things that way here in the West. And, and even the, the the Greek would have not seen prophecy like that. We add a lot more like mystery and woo ah and all this stuff when we think of prophecy. And you know what? The spiritual world is the crisp and clean world, and the physical world really is the fuzzy, uh, changing temporary world. So, yeah, we're gonna have a little bit wrong and a little bit right on some of these things. But I think Enoch, what you're saying is this this black side of the Freemason chessboard, right? They are working in tandem with the white side, but they make it appear as the, as though it's not, it's magic with a K I, yeah, yeah. It's a battle, and they're mimicking God's. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's still, it's still, a, it's still a battle, but it's also because what, what the Freemasons do, they literally build to destroy. Right. So, so the United States has been built. Right. And if you understand the pattern of Freemasonry, the United States is about to be destroyed. After every reset, the empire that was in power gets destroyed. And the United States is about to fall. It's going to be taken by the Chinese and Russians. So and that's that's mm-hmm. in two years' time. Yeah. Let me back up real quick. So is the white 
did you say white hat or, or well it's white hat black hat the, i mean well, that's what they're okay. calling themselves right but it's it's the um, if you if you look at the freemason board like the the images where yeah. they have that checkerboard that right. that's the that's that flat checkerboard is the is the earth and all that they control that's what that okay. is is uh is the white uh, like a controlled opposition like and i'm not accusing anyone but if you were to if you were to throw in say like alex jones or even yeah, tucker yeah. carlson yeah. are it, are they like a controlled opposition oh, is that kind of the, yeah. the deal okay oh, absolutely yeah. yeah well just just like with this is what i say with people if you if you use your logical mind right and how did alex jones get popular how did mm-hmm. he get known by filming the bohemian grove Right. You really, you know how big cameras were back then. Do you really think he snuck in? No, he just well, he just walked in, and pardon me. And then he says, you know, I was brought into security, but then let out to continue shooting as he's shooting this ceremony with all these uh, millionaires and billionaires uh, hanging out, uh, pretending to sacrifice something and doing all this ritual. No, that wouldn't yeah. happen in real life. That's mm-hmm. a. That is completely one hundred percent a um, a set a, like a a planned event. That's it's yeah. Anyway, yeah. Just as an example, that's that's just one. That's just one for the road. Well, and Tucker Carlson, of... Tucker, Car- Tucker Carlson's family are all of uh. Oh, if you look back into the family, they're all of the occult uh, um, side as well. So, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think of like. Uh you know, Zuckerberg and Facebook, you know, like being a CIA uh, data mine operation and like how many millions he got to build a website that you could have built for thousands, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you can't hardly trust um, the picture you're being shown. Yeah. Well, that's also the like the website, right? So there. So what happened was uh, because of the war on terror, um, the United States government built a um, built a uh, uh, structured a an act called Homeland Security, uh, and so structured an act so that you could create tax credits, right, and and pay um, these these tech giants uh, uh, a monetary value for the information that they collect on their own citizens. And, uh, and that's, that's, I think the first in the, in, on my, on my, uh, um, channel there, the whole chessboard Freemason financial structure is like the first video in the whole chessboard series. And, um, the, that explains kind of how that works for people, but yeah, you, okay. you get billions, uh, to, so, so when you sign up for those, for those, um, programs or those, those websites and you agree to all, to all that surveillance, it just, it rakes and it creates through ta- through because you are a tax paying person and you, you click yes, your taxes can convert into tax credits for that for that website and then they get mm. to get paid uh for uh, for you joining them like it's it's actually quite insane how you um uh, or crazy when you learn how the monetary system works so wow yeah man i'm gonna have to check out your stuff <laughs> are, you, are you primarily on rumble is that your main platform or what rumble bit and uh youtube but youtube censored yeah of course okay all right Yep, I got to go to school, man. Well, I I learned as much as I can while I'm at work. You know, I'll be listening to audiobooks or whatever. It's like 
that's that's where we get our ideas for our shows. So, right, right, just digging digging into stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's 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 all it's all interesting as you see how everything is unfolding, and uh, you could just see wow the 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 level of manipulation going all the way back to um, the the theory of gravity, for example, or or yep. and and how it. And then it came to evolution and then it's just anyway, or relativity, Copernicus, excuse me. And uh, yeah, which was one giant lie anyway. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, I'm with you, man. I know. Well, so this Saturday, uh, Luke and I are hosting um, uh, Rob Skiba's uh, widow, Sheila and Mm. her, uh, uh, co-writers of uh, the book about what happened to Rob in the hospital, yeah. uh, Roberta and Alan Stalvey, um, and their book, uh, The Protocol That Kills. And um, so I read that, and then I had time before um, being scheduled for this Saturday. So I'm like, well, I'm going to listen to, again, for a second time, uh, Robert Kennedy's The Real Anthony Fauci. And... Um, I tell you, man, if you want to get PO'd, <laughs> the first time I listened to that book, I had to take it in in bites, you know, a half hour, hour, and I would just be fuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the things that I would learn about him, things I learned about uh, Bill Gates. Um, but now listening to it a second time and then connecting it to what happened to Rob. And then there's also connections back to Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. I think this is where it comes full circle. And um so our show The Days of Noah is centered on Genesis 6 and the watchers coming down. And then of course that's tied to, you know, bloodlines and secret societies and all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Rob Skiba did the interview with uh, Tim Benz oh, that we absolutely love. Yeah, that is yes. fantastic. About, about Tim taking down, he was used by God to take down these Canaanite altars. So mm-hmm. right there is Nephilim altars that they were doing blood sacrifices on. And who would be crazy and evil enough to build your house on top of one of these altars but Rockefeller himself? Mm-hmm. And he did it on Jekyll Island, which is where the Federal Reserve System was born. And so, you know, if you read Dr. Laura Sanger's book, um, The Roots of the Federal Reserve, you know, and so it all it, it's just all full circle. You know, here's what happened to Rob and Rob having this interview with Tim. And we've had Tim on our show a couple of times. He's going to be on a third time in a week or two. Boy, you really start to get a picture of just how this Genesis six event ties in and just that whole, like you said, the Hegelian dialectic, the problem reaction solution, you know, cause they war game this stuff. So they, yeah. they know what the public, how the public's going to react. Yep. Well, the, here's, here's something interesting too. Uh, so um, I believe I figured out how human giants or, or the Rephaim came into uh, uh, existence. Cause if you remember uh, it might have been the Tim the Tim interview, which is also in my library, the same library. Um, okay, that I talked about earlier, I put it in there just in case. Um, and because uh, while the settlers or or explorers 
were on Jekyll Island with these giant uh, natives and they saw absolute horror and they snuck away during the night. Well, what was that absolute horror? It is the ritual that creates giants. And uh, hmm. uh, so, yeah. And that's also in the whole chessboard. Uh, I explained. So that stuff. would that be something similar to Nimrod? It, um, Becoming, well, it depends. Be- it began to be. Yeah. It depends on, on how old uh, Nimrod was when he started. Um, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they fled to uh, to found Saint Saint Augustine, didn't they? The French uh, explorers. I oh, believe yeah. that's what happened. All I remember they is fled. they fled overnight. I don't remember where. Yeah, I well, because so I'm I'm the sidebar. I'm addicted to um, First Amendment auditors on YouTube. That's my main source of entertainment. So, uh, yeah, full disclosure, guys. I'm I'm an addict. I uh, can't get enough of them, uh, but, but I still support the police. Okay. Just good policing. Um, anyway, <laughs> one of the auditors um, is from Florida. And so that's where it, sometimes he'll say, yeah, St. Augustine, America's oldest city. And I think back to that. Cause I think, I think Dr. Laura is the one that talked about that, right? Where, they they fled down there and and yeah, what did they see? Right. Exactly. Mm. What what horror? Mm. What horror did that that would cause them to leave? Because that horror just wouldn't be a murder. It would be a whole nother type of murder, right? And yeah. and celebration or ritual that that they did with that murder and how they did it and. Yep. That, that made them flee. Yep. The, the Tamikuans. Yeah. He, he mentioned those were like uh, eight footers in the museum there. They had the skeleton. Yeah. And then Dr. Laura in her book talks about how they would take body parts and put them up from their defeated enemies and sit in a circle, like within a circle and like carry out this whole entire, like the living and the dead ceremony. Right. Hmm. I mean, there's like crazy stuff that, This is some crazy stuff. I just want to read a piece of scripture here real quick. Daniel 11, verse 32. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. So when we look at the world, what happens? You see a lot of these people getting put up on the pedestal, right? You look into Hollywood, any of these fake demonic systems that are caused to over entertain us or to get us distracted, right? These Hollywoods, these celebrities, these modern day humans that because of their beauty and very little else, in my opinion, are worshiped by the masses, right? So they're doing wickedly against the covenant and he shall corrupt them with flattery. But check this out. Daniel 11, 32, which I just read, and I'm going to break down the second part of this. But the people who know their God shall be strong hmm, and carry out exploits. A lot of the times you're not going to see the people who are doing right. The guys who are traveling to these places, right? And they're yanking down these Canaanite altars or just the secret ministry 
right? When our left hand doesn't know what our right hand is doing, but we're unlocking iniquity over land. We're literally transferring in the kingdom of heaven. There's a transfer taking place because the son of God, his feet have touched down on the soil. And now things are going to be brought back into correction because God wants us to partner to work with him to bring correction to these things. Right. But none of that's going to get, you're not going to get a high five for that. No, like seriously, listen to me. If you guys are doing this as listeners or any of you guys here with me right now, if you guys are fighting the good fight, if you are pursuing the enemy, because with your God, you can, you can scale the highest wall that's placed in front of you. If your confidence is in him, and he has called you. Do not look for a great high five. You're not going to get too many people that are going to come alongside of you and say, I see what you're doing. I'm praying for you. You're not going to get the limelight. Mm -hmm. People think, oh, there's something in this. There's some great glory. You have an audience of one, first and foremost. God is watching and yeah. he will not be mocked. And that's where I make my I agree in my deepest depth that as we edify each other, Pete, edification is sometimes presenting the information that we didn't know is there to launch us into real edification, which is God holding us up in the midst of all of this. It's just overwhelming amount of information, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. We can sit here for hours and talk about all these cool little, you know, ideas, rabbit trails and facts, like facts about stuff that is covered up. But God wants us to know we will be strong in him and we're going to carry out even greater exploits. So there's my, my two piece on it. So well, it's a fine, like it's a that. fine example of why like what we're talking about is a fine example of why you need God and why you need uh, uh, the Holy spirit and you need prayer and you need to ask for God's help continuously because of all this corruption, because of all this evil that we are continually surrounded by in within Babylon. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting too, like you mentioned with flattery and thinking of Hollywood, you know, I think it's interesting. They're called stars. Don't you think like celebrities are called stars? Yeah. And that's absolutely. And that, that those were the gods literally. So you have idols and, gods and stars and it's but yeah very interesting <laughs> well the the and whole and the whole world the whole word stars if you look at like you know the when you watch those ghost hunter uh tv shows if you ever watch those and they go after those orbs these little glowing orbs in the light right or you, oh, yeah. or you see those other orbs now if you look at those orbs now look up and look at those twinkling stars mm. and if you actually yeah the truth about stars yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. anyway i'll digress there. oh that's interesting well we heard some orbs stories on blurry creatures with the uh with bigfoot was they were associated with that right a lot of times they would see lights mm -hmm. yep yeah well that's where it gets really interesting i mean i remember what's the main host over at blurry creatures there's nate and luke is it yeah Neat. So I think it was like, this is probably about a year and a half, two years ago, I reached out to him before that, I guess they call it a lot of traction and sent him a couple personal videos of some orbs that I captured. We held a bit of a dialogue and that, like I said, this is early on. I started this podcast in 
the very beginning of 2020. I think they were in the spring or summer. So it wasn't too long after they started that I sent him some videos, but I took a ton of notes, Hmm. right? A ton of notes on the similarity between these orbs that I personally have. Listen, I don't care if people don't believe me. I've captured video. I've sent it up to the chief of MUFON in Canada, right? The mutual uh, or uh, whatever you call that. The, I've sent it to different people and said, yeah. prove me wrong, okay. right? Prove me wrong. This is shot from my iPhone and security camera. So I have nothing but confidence on. I know that there's fakers out there, but hear me out, people. I've captured stuff on my personal phone and on my security cameras that are not a bug walking across the screen mm-hmm. way creepier and, and, and realer than that. And as the days grow on, I just become a little bit more open. I'm just, I used to be like, I don't really want to say this <laughs> or I don't want a white van Enoch, right? Uh, <clears throat> Enoch just to his. pull up on me. Yeah. Just Enoch's white van. Cause maybe Enoch's rescuing me from the other white van. He, right? he has Andy. sandwiches. <laughs> he brought sandwiches. You brought sandwiches. Great. Okay. Hangry's at bay for now. So the thing is, there's a similarity with clouds now too. These orbs that I've personally seen and caught, they look like cloudy. They look, they look almost cloudy. It's not an overtly bright light that like you have to squint your eyes at it, Hmm. but there's almost like a swirling mist in it. It's just very, very strange, but uh, I want to cover clouds at some point. I'm just going to drop this real quick. Clouds are mentioned over 104 times in the King James version, not to mention cloudy at 49 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew 24:30, Jesus will return in the clouds. The great cloud of witnesses, t- Hebrews 12:1. He is he guides Israel through the cloud. Exodus 13:21 through 22. I mean, the list will go on and on and on about clouds. So as you bring up, uh, it all fits in. It all fits in. I'm going to, I'm going to get off of, uh, the box here and stop yelling into the microphone, but it all fits in. Yeah. I was going to ask you because I think you had mentioned on one of your shows about there seems to be a, a hotbed of activity, uh, phenomenon in Philadelphia area. Is that kind of what you think is? associated with what you captured? Well, absolutely. And I have some research I'm not going to talk about on area. I actually got a plethora of research and things laid out that should become a documentary at some point in time. Hmm. Lord willing, if it doesn't, that's fine. Great exploits are still being taken, are still taking place. But what I would say is, you know, you got to remember the late Dr. Michael Heiser, he he came from this area. Okay. And he had some interesting things happen. L.A. Marzoli from this area. Okay, Tony Merkel from this area. Okay, for with the Confessionals podcast. Yes. If you guys don't, people on my show know who that is. But yep. Um, and then you have uh, Isaac Weishop. What is he? Um, he has that show. I think it's like um, conspiracy theories and and popular occult something or another. But another another influencer all from this area. Like I'm talking within like thirty miles of where I grew up and. And I live 15 miles from where I grew up. I grew up outside of Philadelphia. I keep moving further west. But you mentioned this area. I'm going to say it like this. Every area has an association. I think that there's certain things that were laid down possibly, well, most definitely through ritual and possible location. We have to remember that 
as the the Bible says, principalities, powers, rulers, dominions, I think that they have regions. Jurisdictions. I was going to ask if you thought that that was perhaps related to the mounds, like that Fritz Zimmerman went around the country. I know Ohio is a big one, and Pennsylvania is not not too far from Ohio, so kind of well, there's stuff in Pennsylvania that's off the radar. It all fits in these mounds. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at an electrical, um, an electrical grid, right? Mm-hmm. You'll have power stations. Right? You, you might have a liter- a facility that is, you know, doing certain things and in the design, and then you may have lines that are running to the next whatever hub power station. Yeah, and I just use that as a basic understanding where if we if we start to just go, okay, so it's not out of the question. It's not like there's just this little tiny sector of the world where a phenomenon happens and everywhere else is just boring and mundane. Mm-hmm. No, I was listening to a podcast the other day where, uh, you know, they put, um, what is that? They, they just put a, a brand new trailer on a property and the thing is haunted through the roof. I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't get somebody to rent it out or even live there. Uh-huh. Well, it's a brand new building. Well, it's something on the land, right? And it's out in the middle of nowhere. How do you explain that? Right. Well, all of it's interconnected. Yeah. It's, so it sounds, I think that there's. Yeah. It sounds similar to maybe some ley line connections too. You know. Yeah. yeah um, absolutely. Yeah. It makes yeah, makes I, you wonder what the I, history I, is. <laughs> now, on the symposiums, Enoch, we've been we've been jumping around on a lot of these topics covering air, right? Well, there's so much more we have yet to figure out, but I will say that, that Pennsylvania now, remember what we talked about earlier as Enoch was depicting to us, the white side of the Freemason chessboard and the black side, right? They they look like they are um, toppling over one another. Like there's these men of valor that are going to come and bring, meet all of our needs, raw, the white side of Freemasonry. Yeah. And then, you know, they take over and prosperity, right? quote unquote, they're mocking God when they, they say that our cups are overflowing, uh, come to this prosperous nation. We are bankrupt. We are naked and desolate without the word of truth, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, we know that that's a strategy that is continually implemented into everything, every aspect of our culture. So now with with all the information floating around out there, we see these ancient sites. There's all of, all of these ancient sites. Some of them are small and they may seem insignificant, but I'll tell you what, if you have uh, if you have a hundred foot extension cord and you were to clip that thing, whatever was on the other end of it is not going to produce well anymore. So I believe every area, everything is has um, a season for redemption, right? I, I believe that mm-hmm. The, the sons of God, we go forth, we go, our foot touches down and one of two things is happening. We're feeding the God of our belly and we are on vacation or we're uh, enjoying, we're right. Uh, oh, serendipitous, right? We're, we're stumbled upon something pleasant. We're out there enjoying life or we are in the battle where we're literally exposing the darkness, stomping out the dar- that darkness and uh, seeking the full wisdom, healing, and just uh, yeah. entering into that place of who Christ is, worshiping in the wilderness. When everyone's against you, when life is falling apart, when everything is going wrong, do you have the heart to continue to worship and stand in like the worst seasons of life and not turn your back on God? I mean, these th- th- this is the greater of the exploits that we're going to see fall out, but all of it's important. Sorry, I'm I'm just kind of no. That's great. Rambling it's, uh, at this point, but that's parable of the sower, man. Because the same 
sunlight that plants need to grow and thrive will wither the plant if it doesn't have the root system. And, you know, it's the same sun. Um, but we're, we're just, you know, our hearts are being tried when we go through those things. What, what kind of soil of our heart do we have? The thorny ground, the stony ground, you know, is it picked off by the enemy on the path? Um, but it is a process. I was going to go back real quick, Rod, to Pennsylvania because, you know, my wife grew up, grew up there too. Um, so much famous things in history right? Civil War, Gettysburg. Do you think, uh, this would be a good Dr. Laura question. Uh, (laughs) Do you think that there are defilements on the land through the Civil War that may have continued to reverberate to this day and give um, a doorway? Enoch says, amen. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And that's what I mean by some of these areas of great atrocities are feeding other surrounding regions with maybe, maybe uh, if I can use the language as to minor things that are a great offense in the kingdom of truth and eternity, right? Yeah. Like like a lesser, an area of lesser blood spill. Yep. Um, well, Dr. Laura's research, which... You know, I believe I promote her not just because like, she's like cool or hip. Like, like I was very interested in, and she was taking words out of my mouth or just connecting things. I could never put a, even a storyline to in my head as I got exposed to her work and she, the spiritual mapping stuff is real. Yeah. Like when she says she has a team of people that are not far from, well, I actually don't know if we've talked about that on air, but she has people all over, all over the country, for example. Right. So if I sit in on one of her teachings or me and her spend time, just, you know, she's continuing, Hey, you forget 90% of what I, what, what we talk about. So here I'm reintroducing it again, right. After 10 long conversations, the kid might get some of it. And I say that just a a humor (laughs) because, uh, that I'm pretty hard of learning, but once I get it, I, I usually don't learn it. Um, I'm sorry, I don't lose it. But Dr. Laura would say, if there is one thing, right? If, if there's blood bloodshed, if there is some type of deep perversion, if there's an injustice, right? If there's the breaking of, of a clean oath or a good thing, right? This can cause um, these generational iniquities that build up on the land. So you look yeah. at Gettysburg, where we have how many hundreds of thousands of young men that were dying, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old that are literally dying for a war that they probably don't know much about. They may have just been mind screwed into, you know, whatever, whatever the and local fighting their brothers the too and fighting their brothers. Right. Yes. So think of the kingdom perspective on this. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violent men take it by force. So if we are a bridge or a conduit for, for the eternal world, right? Like we're temporarily here experiencing this temporarily, but we're, we're eternal, right? Like we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That's not past tense. That's not future tense. Like when we come and we, we come to Jesus, right? And we confess and we say, Lord, we are seated in heavenly places. Like, like that is, that is now. Yeah. We, Uh, which I, I, Mm, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah. We 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 talked a bit about spiritual mapping um, a while back, and there was a YouTube video from I'm not going to name the, the ministry because I'm sure he's a good guy, but 
they kind of dogmatically dismiss that stuff. They mischaracterize spiritual mapping too, by the way. But um, yeah, we talked about that. And I, uh, it made me think of where the Bible says the land is defiled. And I think of those verses differently now, right? It's not just figurative. Oh, yeah, the land's defiled yeah. because you you did this thing, uh, you know, on the earth. But no, literally, it, you know, that's part of what we're trying to piece together as we do, you know, have, have these these talks. And Luke and I chat. If we don't have a guest, we just chat him. You know, he and I do a show together or with our my friend Don. But putting together the idea of God's cosmic rules and Satan and the darkness, they know those rules and they are more than happy to walk through any doorway that is available to them. And, oh, yeah. and they know that I was just also going to say real quick, um, as far as, as far as uh, spiritual mapping, uh, Tim Bentz in, we were talking to him on one of our episodes and he was talking about, and I don't know, this might be limited to a certain period of time, but you know, like I, he's from Oklahoma and you know, like tornadoes and all that through that area, tornado alley. Well, at least for one period of time, uh, he felt God was showing him that that was a defilement on the land. And, and it turned out that there was some uh, abuse and trafficking and things that had been um, not dealt with yet. Like it, it, people involved hadn't been caught or brought to justice or something like that. And that that God showed him these tornadoes were a result of that. And now, now you wouldn't want to take anybody's word wow. for that necessarily, right? Oh, you know, the twin towers fell because of God's judgment. Okay. would take it with a grain of salt, but, um, you know, but just from talking to him and the, the, the relationship that he has, the friendship that he has with, with Jesus is like off the chart. I mean, it's, I've, I told. I Man, think I told I'm you this. Really... I think I told you this, Rod. I was like, in my prayers, I asked yeah. for one tenth of the friendship that Tim has. It's insane, but yeah, I would love to get in contact with him. That that's so interesting. Now, this is where I think, and I'm going to keep this one quick, so we can kind of keep scooting along. But I think it's interesting that nobody is coming and showing up to create this balance for the body. Like it's our duty to create this balance, right? So you have theologians over here who know all of these facts. They know the languages. They can give you correction on your, your hermeneutics all day long. Right. Yeah. And then you have like the radical wanderer who's like looking for a piece of linen because he's weeping in the wilderness and he's rebuking and, and following in depth in the spirit and in friendship and in reinvention, he's changing his mind. He has repented in places. Most people do not know exist in their forte of imagination. Mm -hmm. And he, and there's, there's a connection between the two of them. And I think it's the church's duty to to walk that out, to show that reality, because you have some people who got the head knowledge, but they don't have the kahunas, right? They don't got the yeah. um, the guts to go and rebuke the demon or to go walk with the lame or to, to do the exploits, right? They want to sit behind the book. And it's like, there's nothing, I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm not pointing a finger at anybody specifically. I am stating facts at this point, things that we have to look at, we have to consider as God starts to order 
um, his lineup, right, as he starts to position people, because it's wicked for us to take a high seat in the front, because the embarrassment could come if God says, look, you ain't you ain't like that in your heart or relationship with me. You go sit in the back and then the honor can be from somebody getting called from the back to come forward. We're about to see the clarity on that stuff. So buckle your seatbelt, everybody. Amen. Let let me um, let me uh, um, heap some praise on Tim a little bit more because he says he has about twenty books already written, and God is not giving him permission to release them yet. Ooh. And he says you need to you know this stuff because I've showed you, but you need to actually fully walk it out before I want you to release it. And in the meantime, he says others, hmm. others in the Christian world have, um, have discovered, maybe he shared it with them or they've discovered certain principles. They write a book about it and they get famous. And hmm. here's Tim just walking humbly. And he's, yes, you know what I mean? It's, yes. it's kind of incredible, but um, yeah. So, yeah, a totally like friend, come sit higher. Like, I just want to do that for Tim real quick because I just I see that kind of heart um, yes. for him to be used that way. And I just go, wow, now that's and that's why we're bringing him back, because it's like he talked about going into the spiritual realm and having conversations with Jesus. And it's like, man, I can't relate to that. Tell me how you <laughs> tell me how you surrendered parts of your heart that you didn't even know was wicked. Tell me how you did that. I don't. Yeah. So it's, it's all very interesting and it's real. It is real because that's, it is what it is. We're all on the journey Yep. and bearing each other's burden is fulfilling the law, right? Mm -hmm. If, if a brother of ours doesn't get, if this, if you share this episode with a buddy, Pete, and he comes back and he's like, listen, uh, Rod really needs to be locked up in a white van, <laughs> like not jokingly. Enoch is not the driver. He's next to Rod in the back. I'm still debating on what to do with Luke. And Pete, why are you there? Why are you hanging well, out? Luke's driving guys? the truck so we can all go. With oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, Luke, uh, just just don't don't let the bad guys take me. OK, keep yeah. those lights on. Keep the, the pedal down. OK, yeah. Um, but wh what would we do in that situation with those people? We are about to face we are about to face as individuals with our, with our own relationships, our families and the world at large, the enemy lining up in a diversity in ways that are hard to explain and pinpointing against those who are walking humbly with God. They're going to try to make you feel like you're crazy. They're going to try to make you feel like you're out of your mind. They're going to try to make you look like a fake. They're going to do everything they can. And I'm staying this because God has confirmed this through uh, just ways I can't hmm. talk about right now. But this is what what's also going to happen. So if you're a real one, I want to encourage you guys out there. Don't judge a brother or sister. God has a body that he loves. So let's be a part of the body. Now, if some, if some people are talking about stuff that we don't understand, instead of judging them, you go pray about it yourself. I challenge anybody listening, go take it into your prayer closet, like just you and just God. The scripture says we go and close the door to our inner court or our room and we pray in secret to our father and he shall reward us openly because the, the days of 
people pretending and making it look like they're running laps around the real ones is going to come to an end. That is definitely going to come to an end. And I say that of fear and humility because I am disturbed by certain things that, that I've seen and had to deal with. And then I am ready to worship God. Like I never have before as these injustices, these iniquities, this, the desolation of the land is, is becoming undone. Hmm. Right. Like as we see the restoration, the gospel continue to go forward, being preached to all creation and this restoration coming to pass, we're, we're going to uh, experience Christ in a deeper way. And it's, that's what this is all about. It's all about him. Yeah. It's, uh, it's sharpening us. Right. Just even, yes. just, even just talking about these things. I, I love, I love how the, it's a, br- a bridge, you know, you know, people ask what you're doing on the weekend. Oh, I'm, you know, recording a podcast or whatever. And oh, really? And you know, what's it about? Oh, well, you heard of like ancient aliens and you know, giants and Bigfoot and stuff. Well, how it connects to the Bible, you know, just or like what Mike Heiser used to do, you know, go to UFO conferences. So, yeah, someone who has maybe no, um, I don't know no paradigm for the the different things we've been bouncing around just in the last hour. Um, maybe they got to start someplace more simple like Genesis six, one through four or something like that. But um, yeah, I think God, God reveals the, the more general revelation we go, okay, tell me more God, the more he, specific he's going to get. And he's going to lead us into ways of understanding. So, yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. And we have to be in agreement with where God's calling us and not be like, oh, well, it's like the apostle Paul. He was a tent maker, right? He's like, I am, I am made ashamed for the sake of gospel, but you're glorified. Mm. Like sometimes we do have to fulfill that. Like, I'm working in a factory and it's, it's very difficult, right? Yeah. Long days and complications and intense. The The work itself is intense. It's, it's very difficult. The environment this time of year is intense. And I think like here I am with a smug look on my face, like literally dragging myself through the day. And my heart is, is glowing on the inside for what God the treasure that I found in the word that morning or for what God's doing in, in my life behind the scenes. Right. And that's what we hold on to right now because hope, our faith, the substance of what is hoped for. It is just the evidence of that, which is unseen, but we know. God is just, and he is a rewarder of those who seek him with their whole heart. They seek him truthfully, honestly. So if you're having trouble with this, or you're right on par with this conversation, change your mind, you guys. Continue to change your mind. Allow God to take you there. You have to say yes. You have to say yes. Because God wants to take you there. He wants to take you deeper. He wants to equip you. And what do you have to lose? <laughs>
Yeah. True. Very true. Well, it's the towns that lacked faith that Jesus couldn't do very many miracles in. Oh, and if yes. And if God is going to limit himself by human faith because we have dominion here on earth, right? So there's a paradigm, whether you're from the conservative or the, well, you know, Pentecostal side, there is a paradigm uh, that says, no, that's that doesn't happen or that's against the Bible. Um, and we need discernment, right? And we have to be cautious, but, um, but test things, test all things, hold fast to what is good. Rob Skiba would often say. Yes, man. Uh, I just started, uh, thanks to Enoch. I actually watched Enoch. I finished that, that video. You said it would be a blessing within the 45 minutes. It, it was nice. Uh, Rob Skiba breaking some stuff down and, um, yeah, he's missed, man. So yeah. I, I really hope that as his widow comes on this weekend with the team there and you guys dive into um, the book that was written, that God would use that one person at a time, one person at a time, hearing the truth um, and, and, and to learning about what's going on. It is one more super weapon if they're in Christ, okay, if, if they're they're called, they have a white stone with their name on it, that's one more super weapon in the kingdom of God to undo um, this darkness, right? And we think, oh, man, if I'm not going to preach and or if I'm not going to do this episode and it doesn't get 10,000 downloads this month, I don't want a podcast because no, 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 one, one person. And that's a justice case. I believe like Dan Duvall says, you know, that's a justice case, man. You know, Rob Skiba, he's a young guy. He's not here anymore. I don't know a terrible a lot about him, Pete. I don't. I know you've spoken highly of him. I know uh, I just started kind of getting into his work a little bit more recently. Enoch pushed it. I, you mentioned it. I remembered one or two things over the years that I was like, yeah, I, I, the name's familiar. Um, but, hey, we should have this love for, for each one of us, all of us. Yeah, well, um, I don't know if Luke's uh, still there, if, if he's uh, busy at work, but I'll just say this because we've, we've talked it um, about it many times recently. Uh, Russ Dizdar, Doug Riggs, and Rob Skiba all dying in that you know pandemic period the last few years. Those are some big shoes. After a fill. convention. After the same convention. The same convention? Yep. They went to the oh same gosh. convention. Um, what's Can I was break that down a little bit? Um, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's dive into that. No, I want to hear about that. The, it, Ex- extreme wow. reality check um, is a is a very um, interesting um, channel to visit. She goes into a lot. Her videos are wicked long, like wicked long. But... Um, Oh, sorry. I don't mean evil long. I mean, they're just lengthy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're, they're prepared to invest some time, but no Hegelian dialectic involved. Yeah, yeah, yes, but when she, <laughs> uh, uh, during that time, she was at that convention and she got extremely sick too. And it almost, it almost knocked her out. And, uh, who was that? Yeah, uh, Enoch, um, extreme reality check. Uh, her, her name oh, right okay. now is, is, is eluding me. Um, okay. Um, but that's her channel, but that's her channel, extreme reality check. And yeah, she was out there. She was with them and they all got sick 
and and that's because you're 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 poisoned you're you're poisoned through the water and that's what's that's what happened to them all so wow um i i just bring that up to say as luke said uh the other day when we were recording he said big shoes to fill and it is absolutely you know those are some big names and uh i i forgot to um ask you guys because wasn't it um thomas dunn that was like a uh russ was a mentor to him yeah 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 i'm trying to get him on i haven't been able to get a get in touch with him but so i had him on season one in early 2020 and he has an interesting story and he's with uh vicky joy a few nights a week through the black yeah they have a channel and um i know that they they've uh they got a lot of a lot of great stuff going on hey you know what that's the thing is that each each one of these little rabbit trails are all leading back to the main, the, the main power source. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. everybody has an assignment. Um, but those guys uh, are out there in the Ohio area. And Tom Dunn was like Russ's protege. So Russ really spent a lot of time one-on-one with Tom and then, you know, taking him traveling and teaching him. And he's kind of, you know, he is the guy that, that, that Russ, you know, left he's carrying on the, the legacy torch. too. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, he's carrying on the torch. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I'd like to get in touch with him, but, uh, I, so a few years ago I wanted to support, um, Skywatch TV. And so I bought a set of uh, DVDs and Josh Peck had made some, and uh, there's this one, uh, silent cry and it's about trafficking. And for whatever reason, I just, I never finished it. I had this movie for a year or two. I finally, uh, I, I uploaded it actually to my private YouTube so I could watch it on my phone and not have to take a physical disc and p- put it into a machine, which is so archaic, right? Um, but anyway, I was playing it a week or two ago and got to like the middle section and there's Thomas. He's in that documentary and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known who he was. Um, but anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. So we haven't heard from Luke in a while. Is Luke still still here with us? Yeah, he I'm just he's listening in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, come and speak. Luke. Tell us what thou thinkest. Use the mic, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to add, honestly. I'm enjoying the conversation, just listening. and uh, Yeah, I don't have anything to share. You guys got any questions for me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Luke, uh, what is the guy that Blurry Creatures had that's in your neck of the woods? Um, Dark Waters? Dark Waters, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, you should try to reach out to that dude, because I don't know how far he is away from you, but that was a really cool episode. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I'd have to dig back into where he's at, I, somewhere in the bayou south of new yep. orleans or something but he um, he was talking of I've, giant sightings you know people get way into the swamp and especially depending on the rain you know there might be areas that um are inaccessible for decades unless there's the right amount of rain or something and yeah people had sightings like peeking through the through through the trees in the deep swamp there if i owned a helicopter it's definitely a bite yeah, I think it's just a byproduct, just like you're talking about Pennsylvania and um, you got Skinwalker Ranch and uh, different sightings that take place on 
Native American reservations, New Mexico, the enchant or the land of enchantment is what they go by. So it's definitely a byproduct of you know reaping what you sow in iniquity that uh, has taken place in the land. I mean, New Orleans is historically known with its ties to Haiti and voodoo witchcraft, and slave yeah. trade. Yeah. And the, the human trafficking, you know, there's a lot of, no, a lot of iniquity. And uh, so that's, it's a cause and effect, you know. Dark so, Water was, Dark Waters was saying that, you know, it's such a, it's such a blend of different religions. You can have somebody that goes to church with you and then you go over to their house for lunch and they've got, they've got, you know, dolls and candles and they, you know, they got the money tree you know, all these little occult things. And they think it's no, no big deal to mix all this stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of distractions, a lot of mixture in the church, uh, in the bride. And, and that should be a prayer that probably all of us should pray on a regular basis as we, we pray for, for cleansing in our own, our own heart. And, um, but yeah. that the bride would be purified because, Wow. Uh, I mean, as Enoch was talking about some of these things that are on the horizon, the church is not ready. The church, as me and Pete have talked about in the previous episode, church is asleep, you know, and um, they're not ready for what's coming. And what is it going to take to wake us up, you know, so that we're white, hot, holy, pure, longing for his return? Is it going to take persecution? Is it going to take this uh, being deceived and a great falling away? And then the numbers dwindle down to a remnant? I mean, I don't know how it's all going to take place. but And, and to have our, our, our lamps filled, right? To be the wise virgins and, and not be saying, oh, I didn't, I didn't bring enough oil. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yeah, is very true. And these are the kind of reflections that really we were, we would hope that the church would be leading in. I don't even, I've been trying to get in the habit of thinking of the body, you know, and I've been talking with my wife, like how hard would it be for you to prep dinner if you didn't have your left hand, right? Mm. Or how easy would it be to shoot across the room over there and do what you need to do if you literally were missing a foot? And, and like, we, we don't think like, you're like, Oh, Rod, what are you doing here? And it's like, well, that those things that are, that are spiritual, they, it requires spiritual discernment. And if the body is not functioning, as many say, the body is asleep and, and I concur. <sighs> how much more difficult does that make it? But, but God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Rod, you, you, you mentioned, you know, even if we can in our humble way with podcasting, with talking to people face to face, if, if, even if we can just influence one, you know, yes, you yes. know, and we don't know the fruit and how the Lord can multiply things and, you know, that is taking place behind the scenes and on this side of eternity. 
we might not know it, you know, until we get to heaven. And, uh, and the Lord points these individuals out and like, yeah, they were impacted by, by your life, by your recordings, your, by your whatever. And um, so that's, that's why I, I mean, I pray for myself. I pray for my family, yeah. but the body of Christ as a whole. And, and cause you don't know the silent message sometimes that you, your life, your body language, your smile, your kind words, can, how that can impact people. And, um, yeah. And as wow. much as I agree with Peter and I admire people like, uh, Tim Bentz, um, you know, it, it's, it's almost, um, dangerous to compare, uh, <laughs> and, and because he can, the devil could flip that on you uh, yeah. in your mind and really beat you up. So you just humbly put your put yourself in a you know before the Lord and put one foot in front of another and and walk it out the best you can by His grace. So very well said. There's going to be some amazing stories in heaven, won't there, guys? Just. Hey, you remember when you said that one thing or you, yeah, like Luke said, you gave a smile or whatever, or you wrote God bless you on, on the receipt. I mean, I, I waited on your table. <laughs> we, we're going to have some amazing stories that God's going to show us the, the highlight reel. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to think. It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, very uh you guys have been taking me on an emotional roller coaster on this episode because I, I feel like we went plenty of places and and each each of it means something it, the, the worth and the value we we're not here to tell you know you as the listener you know you guys determine that value you know, keep us in prayer and, and rate our shows. You know, we, that really does help us grow. When we say, hey, leave us that five-star rating and review, that helps us grow. It really does. That's your way of saying, hey, Rod, you, you know, I counted up how many hours of, of airtime production I've released so far this year. Almost 35 hours of listenable content mm-hmm. just from this year. Take 35 seconds and help us reach one more one more person. So as we kind of wind down here, I just want to say for, for Pete and Luke, I think it would really be a good idea to do an episode in the future and maybe just target the strangeness of Pennsylvania, Hmm. maybe dig through a little bit of history, get some anecdotal stories together, some locations. I know both of you mentioned on this episode, your wives are from this area. Let's do some more exploits, but um, any loose ends, Anybody want to jump in and kind of help wind down here? Are we missing anything? Where are we at? Guys? No, I think we hit every single nail on the head that ever existed in uh, the last uh, hour and a half. So, yeah, you're, Has anyone your van edified. That's what I got to ask. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I yes. think Enoch's van has gotten really good gas mileage on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> somehow we're still in it. <sighs> The, the fist on the t-shirt is all I think yeah. of with Enoch's smirk. I'm yes. just like, oh, he got me. Oh, jeez. Yes. We're out of donuts. Yeah, I, I'm edified, Luke. I'm edified. Amen. <laughs> Be blessed, everybody. 
be encouraged. And uh, as Apostle Paul says, run the race like a marathon, you know, with endurance. And if you, you, you're struggling in areas, God's mercy, God's grace is, is greater than those things. And just get on your knees, repent, and then stand up and go again. No weapon can prosper against him or against us. Excuse me. What is the verse uh, when you've done all you can uh, do? You, uh, and, and then when you have done all, stand. you stand. Yeah. And that is it. That's the show, everybody. We know that this one is edifying. This one is helpful. We ask you guys to share this with your friend, your family member, share it with your pastor and hold this kind of conversation with your friends. You know, gather, spark the interest, right? Take an interest in each other's affair, not for any corrupt reason, but the word says that we should be interested in how we are doing, how we're digesting this information. And with everything going on right now, why don't you guys spark up a conversation and give God some glory and expose some darkness? That's what we're trying to do here tonight. Personally, I think the mission is accomplished and I'm very happy to be out of Enoch's van. So that's it for the show. Coming to you from southeastern Pennsylvania, it's Rod Smith. Everybody else want to drop your name, location, and exit? Luke in Louisiana. And Pete from uh, San Fran of the Midwest, Wisconsin. Enoch up here in Calgary, Alberta from the rundown of our reality. Goodbye.